listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. They hand it off again. Miller running room across the 30. Bounces it outside 35, 40. There he goes. Down the sideline. 30, 20, 10. Kendrick, 75-yard score. Saving on Williams freezing. And the Hortfrogs are able to get it on the scoreboard here in the second half. 9-0 TCU lead. It's Baylor and TCU, this Saturday on Senior Day at McLean Stadium. Let's visit now with the highly respected voice of the Horned Frogs, Ryan Estrich, from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Yes, indeed, highly respected, and aren't we glad to have him on with us this week, Baylor and TCU, coming up Saturday morning, 11 a.m. at McLean Stadium. It is the 100th meeting between Baylor and TCU and what we refer to as the Revivalry. And looking forward to uh, Brian and his crew headed to Waco. Uh, Brian, welcome to you. How are you today? Now, wait a minute. You you, you just threw a new number at me. Okay. You, are you, you just said the 100th meeting? No, 118th. Are you fact-checking me? Oh, okay. 118th. What, what do you show? Good, good, good. Some, yeah, 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 118th. <laughs> I wonder if there's a debate about that between the two schools. Exactly. You know? Yeah, sometimes like, that happens, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think, but you, I'm going to say I think we're all in agreement, 118th meeting coming up. Now, you were not there for all of them, right, John? I missed the first couple. Yes, yes. How about you? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, I missed the ones when TCU was at Rand College still in Waco. <laughs> yeah, that's you true. Know, so I, I, yeah, I, I missed those. Yeah, but, we, we both yeah, did. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, this is one of those things, too, man. We, we talk about it all the time. It's funny, I was just working on the Open for Saturday's broadcast, and I, and I, I, I think I'm going to mention in there that, you know, for 24 years I've been doing – games and you know tc and baylor played in a bunch of those and i feel like every one of those i've started off with john everybody says doesn't matter if it's checkers or football you can throw the past out the window right. you and baylor play and i think that's going to be the case on saturday too. man isn't that the truth i mean that's that's kind of uh the definition of a rivalry you know it doesn't matter the records yeah. doesn't matter your rankings it's going to be a big game you know and both teams are going to get up for it I mean, and that isn't that what we want? I mean, I, I sure. think that's what makes uh, college football so good. I also think it's what makes the the Big Twelve so good, you know, because there are histories there, and and the fact that uh, everybody gets to play everybody, you know, it's not like oh they're in the other division, we'll see them in twenty thirty four, you know. There's there's none of that in this league, so I, I love that. At least we can do that for one more year, right? Well, yeah, we can brag on that, but. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday morning. I think it's, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think that uh, TCU is going to get Baylor's best shot. You know, TCU's uh, you know coming off the emotional game against Texas. How do they handle that one? So there's a you know there's a lot of great storylines in this one. Absolutely. And back to the league, how good it is, uh, how much parity there yeah. is in the Big Twelve this year. We talked about that you know in July, and we've talked about it all year. But lo and behold, here's TCU sitting there at 10-0. and 0. So what a great season you guys have going. But, you know, you and I talked about it. Like you said, back in July, we were in, in Dallas and at Arlington. You could throw all the teams in a cup and shake them up and pull them out. And and you would have done just as good, as good coming up with an order of finish. Yeah. Then, you know, if you try to sit there and look at it logically. Because I don't think anyone knew 
you know, what, what kind of reaction this team would have with, with uh, Sonny Dykes. I don't think anyone knew, you know, how good Kansas State was going to be. I don't think anyone knew that Oklahoma would be as bad as they've been. You know, so I, I think, you know, we'd have been better off just throwing them in a pot and pulling them out and calling yeah. it good. Yeah, exactly. I always, uh, and I keep saying this, but I always think there should be a transition year with a coaching change especially at TCU where Gary Patterson was there for 22 years. And, you know, here comes Sonny Dykes. Well, no transition year for you guys. What's, what's been the real, uh, real keys to winning every game you've played so far? I, th- I think there's been a couple of things, John. I-, I think one of them is a name that you know quite well, Kaz Kazadi. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the strength coach that uh, that Sonny Dykes brought with him. I mean, I-, I think that has been a really big difference. See, the job that Kaz did in the offseason preparing these guys both physically and mentally, I-, I think, has gone a long way. I think also these players realize that these, these coaches had their back. You know, that they-, they took care of them from a nutrition standpoint. They took care of them from a strength and conditioning standpoint. And I think that was refreshing for these guys. It's been a, a real positive, uplifting experience. They, they've they've uh, worked their tails off to build the confidence of this team instead of breaking them down. And so I think that's gone, gone a long way. And, and right now this team, uh, I mean, candidly, they don't they they walk into every game thinking they're going to win, and I think that uh, the off season effort with Kaz Kazadi had a lot to do with that. I really do. That's interesting. Yeah, he uh, he did a great job during his time here, and obviously yeah. is doing a great job there. Also, how how about Max Duggan? The year he's having, just a ter- tremendous year. I- I'm trying to trying to picture how Chandler Morris was the starting quarterback <laughs> at the start of the season. <laughs> I know it's crazy, and I and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a hindsight twenty twenty, obviously. But, I mean, he he won the job. Chandler won the job. The last two weeks of the training camp, Chandler was a better quarterback than Max. Hmm. Uh, and I was, I was a huge Max fan. But then Max gets uh, another opportunity, and he ain't letting go of it. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, and no. he has it since that second half of the, of the Colorado game. And I tell you what, he's benefited from consistency. Uh, consistency in an offense that has built upon its foundation week in and week out. So they're not re-ramping things or, you know, rolling out new schemes or whatever, We, which is what I think he had been going through in years past. I think there's that. I think he's getting rid of the football on time a little bit better, a lot quicker. I think he benefits from a really good offensive line. Here's the other thing, though, uh, John, is he, he also benefits from not getting his butt chewed out after every play hmm. and being worried about that. And, and I think that has allowed him to play a little freer and has made him a better quarterback this year. And I, I think all those things have sort of added up to the year that he's had. Interesting. He's having a great year. He really is. What about uh, what about the defense of TCU? And last week, of course, a real defensive game, 17-10 win over Texas. Joe Gillespie, the new defensive coordinator. How, how similar or how different is it from uh, what we've seen from Coach Patterson the last few years? You know, I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a lot different if we can say it that way. I mean, I, I think obviously they went from the four-two-five to the three-three-five stack that that uh, the coach Gillespie brought with him, but he also simplified things. You know, TCU was all about trying to get in the perfect play, getting get the perfect defense. They played plays, calls came in late. You know, you had to be precise, and if you weren't precise, then big plays happened against you. And and I think this group avoids that. I think they. You know, I'm not saying they play a lot of base or real vanilla, but but every Every week they've sort of added something new to it. Last week against Texas was their best outing of the year. They held Texas to 28 yards rushing. 
minus five yards rushing in the second half. And you and I both know those are two Ooh. NFL running backs yeah. at Texas. And to be able to do that, I think, was was something special. But, that, you know, it's a group that has really grown as the season's gone on, too. The, the three-down linemen have gotten better, and they've gotten more pass rush up front. The corners have been solid in lockdown. You obviously know Trey Hodges, Tomlinson from down that way, and, and, he, and he's continued to grow. The safeties have played well. The linebackers were a couple of weeks ago were a little thin. All of a sudden, you look at them and go, okay, that might be the strength of this defense right now. So I, I think they, they love Coach Gillespie's style. I think they, they play with a lot of freedom, if you will. And I think it's made them play actually faster this year than they played in years past. In, uh, offensively, uh, Quentin Johnston, another guy that's from our area uh, down at Temple, man, yeah. he's having a great year. He really is. He's a special player. What a great kid, too. I mean, he, and, and uh, he's a guy that uh, has been playing a little bit banged up, as you know, and it was banged up against Texas. They're trying to get him back 100%. But when they needed big plays against the Longhorns, they still went to Quentin, and he was able to deliver. The thing about him is he, he, he's just tougher than you think, man. He had, what, 14 catches early in the year against Kansas. Uh, John, he broke 10 tackles wow. on those 14 catches. I mean, so, you know, you look at him, you think, oh, he's a little slight. He's 6'5". He's just going to be kind of a finesse player. He's not. He's a physical runner with the football. Uh, he, he he turns them up every time. He doesn't go down on first contact. And so runs really good routes, got great hands. Sometimes the ball gets to his body a little bit, and, and you'll see it bounce off of him. But, you know, uh, the the NFL scouts like him, and he, he's been obviously a huge asset for the Horn Frogs this year. Brian Estridge, our guest, the outstanding voice of the TCU Horn Frogs, Baylor and TCU Saturday here in Waco. And what are things like on the TCU campus right now? There's got to be a lot of excitement with the uh, season TCU has going. There's no question, man. I, I think folks are excited. Folks are fired up. You're seeing the T-shirt fans show up, and that's a good thing. And I, I think that it's you know it's been a real it's been a real rallying cry here in the city of Fort Worth, and they needed it. I tell you, I, I'm super happy for Sonny Dykes, who's just a classy guy. You know, I, he he, uh, he he's about all the right things, says the right things. He's been very gracious in his handling of this situation here, and I think there's something to be said about that. You know, he's he's humble. He's probably a lot like his dad. You were around his dad sometimes. Yeah. He's probably a lot like him. And, uh, you know, he, he might, he, as he says, he may not be as funny, but he's smarter. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, That's pretty good. But 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 the cool thing about him is, man, is is he's just a guy. You know, you could just hang out with him and talk, and uh, he's he's transparent. There's no you know, there's no hidden agendas with him, and and that part's been really refreshing for I think TCU fans, and they sort of rallied behind him as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And ten and zero, and number four in the college football playoff. What what's your thoughts about uh, does TCU have to stay unbeaten? Have to run the table to stay in that top four? Probably do, don't they? I mean, I, I think that's unfortunately the, the world that we live in. It's probably not fair, uh, but it is the world that we live in right now. And so I think, you know, hey, you go out, you, you take care of business, and then you just let the chips fall where they may. I mean, I think the one thing that TCU – has going forward is they got some great road wins. Uh, you know, they played a, a bunch of ranked teams. They've gotten some exposure on television, obviously. And so I think all those things add up to it. Plus, they, you know, they got some good storylines because they got some players that, that have overcome some things. So I think all of that uh, plays into it. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is you just in, in college football, you got to win. And, and uh, we, you know, we see that week in and week out. And, uh, now they've got you know, three more because they've already qualified for the Big 12 championship. So you got three more that you got to deal with, and and then uh, you let the committee decide if you're worthy or not. That's nice, isn't it? You are. Uh, you know what you're going to be doing on December 3rd. That's great. 
It is, man. Yeah, it, <laughs> that that part that that's kind of it, it's kind of odd. You know, that, that <laughs> right. Early, you're you're you know you're able to make that phone call, but yeah, we were able to kind of start planning for that and look ahead a little bit, and uh, that's a luxury you don't always get in college athletics. But uh, um, you know, now now it becomes okay. Who who's going to be there with you? Right. And that thing's wide open, as you know, and so uh, that's that's going to be the interesting part from here on out. Yeah, K State, the inside track. Of course, we saw them last yeah. week, and golly, they look good last week. So. Look well, forward to seeing you guys. So physical. Yes, and don't and just don't make any mistakes. You know they're just really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Do we end the conversation here, or do I ask you about how basketball season is going? <laughs> Not too good. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, they, they played three games already, and really candidly, Johnny could have lost all three of them. Really? Uh, they, I mean, yeah. Prairie View had a shot at the end that could have won it for them. Lamar gave TCU everything they wanted. And then they lose to Northwestern State. You know, what we have seen is three teams that have just been crushing it from outside the yard, knocking down shots on the perimeter, and the Frogs have not done a very good job defending it. You know, I was talking to one of the assistant coaches yesterday, and I probably even underestimated the value of Damian Baugh at guard for TCU. It was kind of a glue guy for him. Uh, he's out the first six games of the year, serving a suspension because he signed with an agent who wasn't really an agent and got no benefit for it. So he's suspended longer than Bill but that's a whole nother story <laughs> anyway the uh uh but I, I think that you know I, I probably underestimated Damian Ball then you had uh Mike Miles out in the last game against Northwestern State but the team's not rebounding like they did in the past that haven't shown the energy uh that Jamie Dixon requires of his teams like they did uh last year and so you know you go into the year preseason number 14 and all of a sudden you look up and you're two and one with a loss to northwestern state and you got to hope that's a, a rallying cry or a wake-up call if you will they got louisiana monroe on thursday night uh and then uh and then uh tournament play obviously would uh, uh tournament down in florida so they got some work to do i'll be honest with you uh it, it has not looked good yet uh, there's a ton of potential there and i you know you got to hope by conference time they can get it all put back together but right now it's not pretty yeah well long season ahead for sure hey final thought tell everybody about uh your new venture the uh, frogs today show yeah, that's been uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we we've uh, kind of given TCU fans another look on, on the from the outside, with some inside access, if you will. And uh, we, uh, we we um, we've been uh, embraced by the coaches, and I think that's good. And so, you know, it's a, 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 as you know, I mean, the the news cycle in college athletics changes every eight hours now. And so uh, we try to provide TCU fans with as much as we can, both via the web and via some video production. So it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you allowing me to mention it. It's been a, it's been kind of a uh, what are they a labor of passion or a labor of love, right? So very cool. Uh, I was telling somebody earlier. Yeah, I'm probably working working more hours than I ever have and have more <laughs> fun doing it. You know, I feel like I'm John Morris over here. Yeah, right. Going to keep fighting. So what you're saying yeah. is y'all do a new show every eight hours to stay ahead of the news cycle. No, that, well, now no, that's working hard. Mad, but what? We, yeah, that, that is working hard. If we, if we did that, my wife would be out the door. So yeah, fast, right. You know, but uh, <laughs> oh well. Really cool. Hey man, thanks. Great to visit with you, and uh, we'll see you bright and early on Saturday. Uh, Rudy's burritos. Will you have them? Breakfast Absolutely. Burritos? I'll deliver to your booth. How about that? <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, man. See ya. All right. Brian Estridge, the great voice of the TCU Horn Frogs. Baylor and TCU coming up. TCU number four in the nation in the college football playoff poll and uh, 10 and 0 on the year. First time they've been 10 and 0 since 2010. That was that undefeated Rose Bowl championship season. They finished, I think, 13 and 0 that year. 
But first time then, since then, they are 10-0, and and man, they have earned it. Five ranked wins this year. Four of those came in a row, uh, and those are things that just don't happen these days in college football. So, Aaron, they are they are a legit 10-0. and People say, well, yeah, they had to come from behind in some games, but hey, they came from behind in some games. They did what they had to to win. Yeah, it was funny. Before they put TCU in the top four, the uh, spokesperson for the college football playoff talked about how TCU had to come back and win a few games, and they held that against them. And then literally the next breath yeah. talked about Ohio State's uh, great comeback against whoever they had yeah. played the week before. I mean, exactly. it's just, they just – whatever fits the narrative to get the teams in that they want. But if TCU wins out, they're in. Uh, we know that. Yeah, very much so. So uh, very solid uh, number four in the nation college football playoff uh, ranking right now and 10-0 and on the season. Really look forward to the game, Baylor and TCU. I'll say this also, Frogs have won uh, six of the last seven against Baylor, uh, including last year. Uh, TCU won in Fort Worth over a team that won the Big 12 championship, Baylor. Uh, the only win in there was, was it 2019, that triple overtime game by Baylor, 29-23. So uh, we've got a feature on our tailgate show, uh, great games in Baylor football history. What, what do you think our selection will be this year? 61-58. Well, no. We, oh. we can't do that every every year. Oh, yeah, you can. We could. Uh, I we? do. I was, <laughs> and I was lucky enough to be at that game. I was there with a, one of my best friends. She got the tickets late, and we decided to go. I got someone to cover my shift. And, you know, we talked about leaving, you know, sure, at, the, at sure. the end of the third quarter. But that was both of our first game at the new stadium. Yeah, it was first year of McLean yeah, Stadium. and that was our first game. And we're like, you know, we're not leaving early. Yeah. And then Good the thing you didn't. No, you, you're not kidding, man. It was, we would have missed a, it was the best game I've ever seen, obviously, in person in my life. And I've seen a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, it It is, I'd have to think about it, but it is definitely one of the top games I've ever been at. Uh, down 21 in the fourth quarter. And then Bryce Petty got him going, and it was just like, bam, bam, bam. And then you're tied with TCU, and the crowd's just going wild. And then Chris Callahan hits a field goal to win it. So Baylor scores the last 24 points of the game to win it 61-58. How about that? It was every time. I watched the highlights of it not too long ago, probably about a yeah. month ago. Yeah. It'll just pop up on my YouTube feed, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll watch that. <laughs> <laughs> October of 2014, that was a real uh, christening for McLean Stadium, first year of McLean Stadium. Uh, I tell you this, uh, got a text from somebody last night, actually a group text, and it was these sort of custom-made Nike shoes that were Baylor, uh, very Baylor-oriented, uh, you know, green and gold Nike shoes, good-looking shoes. They said, a special this week only on these shoes for the low, low price of sixty one fifty eight, and I'm sure that was no accident. Sixty one fifty eight was the you. price it took me of a the second. shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So that comes around and will come around every week when Baylor plays TCU. Now, our uh, great game this week is actually that triple overtime win over the Frogs in uh, in Fort Worth. So several to choose from, which is nice. Yeah, and then it was a huge game. It got them into the Big Twelve Championship game. They lose that. They That's don't right. Make 2019. It. That's right. Yep. Yep. All right. Great to visit with Brian. We appreciate his time. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in a moment. Look ahead. Wrap things 